This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Thursday, November the 11th, 2021. It is quickly approaching 6 o'clock in the evening here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. And today is Veterans Day here in the United States of America. So I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you to the brave men and women uh, that have served and are serving our country all across this great land. You know, the, the older I get, I'm 42, the older I get, the more I have learned to appreciate the sacrifice that these men and women have made with their lives and with their, with their time, with their talent, for love of country. Uh, so we could be protected so we could have the greatest military force in the world, live in the greatest country in the world, and ultimately so we could be free. It's no secret that we're living in a country right now that's very divided, uh, very divided in many ways. And I think on a day like today, we can really all come together in, in a level of graciousness, an attitude of gratitude for our our veterans, the brave men and women that that have served our country with such sacrifice and with such honor. Uh, it really is. It really is astounding. So uh, I know thank yous. It's it's not good enough, uh, but I, I mean this with all sincerity. Thank you for your service. We truly do appreciate it. Today's message. You know, I, I wasn't sure exactly what to talk about. I said to my wife last night. I said, I. I I'm not even sure. I felt like the Surrender Novena was was so incredibly important to get out there to spread the message, and I know that it was very well received, uh, both with you know the, the folks that are able to listen, uh, you know, uh, in the United States, and then obviously we you know we have a, a, a mission trying to reach uh, specifically the countries of India, Pakistan, and uh, the Philippines. We have a lot of success uh, reaching those those areas as well, and. It was very well received uh, in all those areas, and I was really grateful for that because it's such an incredibly important message. And I wasn't sure exactly what to talk about. And in November, the church dedicates the entire month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. I've done messages on the Holy Souls, but today it hit me uh, what, what I felt like our Lord wanted me to speak about. So the title of today's message is, the supernatural significance of the sign of the cross. The supernatural significance of the sign of the cross. Now, I've mentioned before, uh, I started doing this podcast in, the book came out December 8th, 2015. Started doing the podcast in February of 2016. I've at least talked once or twice about Coach John Wooden, who was the coach of uh, the UCLA Bruins, I guess it was through the 60s. Forgive me if I ever not have my uh, all my sports history at my fingertips. I'm going off, off the cusp a bit here. But one of my things that I loved about Coach Wooden, and I, I, I don't know a lot about him, but what I know is that he won a lot of titles. And I loved when on, on interviews when he was asked, how did you do it? What did you do? He uttered three words, and he said, master the fundamentals. Master the fundamentals. In other words, get back to basics, right? Master the fundamentals. And that can be applied in many ways for us to achieve victory. 
And we are on this world, we are on this planet, and whether we want to or not, whether we're going to realize it or not, we are in spiritual battle. I don't say that on my own volition, but that's what Jesus teaches us. Jesus talks about spiritual warfare in the diet of divine mercy. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even planning on reading this, but just, just to reinforce the fact that it's not it's not me who's saying, yeah, we, we are we are in battle. This is what Dennis McGee thinks, but rather we, we look to our Lord Jesus Christ and what does our Lord Jesus Christ say about spiritual battle? And as a matter of fact, Jesus addresses it in the Diary of Divine Mercy where Jesus is appearing to St. Faustina. This was towards the very end of St. Faustina's earthly life. Jesus is giving St. Faustina a conference on spiritual warfare. And a matter of fact, Jesus' first words are, my daughter, remember, Jesus is talking to St. Faustina, but all these words are for all of us. And Jesus says, my daughter, I want to teach you about spiritual warfare. Never trust in yourself, but abandon yourself totally to my will. In desolation, darkness, and various doubts, have recourse to me and to your spiritual director. He will always answer you in my name. Do not bargain with any temptation. Lock yourself immediately in my heart and at the first opportunity. Reveal the temptation to the confessor. Put your self-love in last place so that it does not taint your deeds. Bear with yourself with great patience. Do not neglect interior mortifications. Always justify to yourself the opinion of your superiors and of your confessor. Shun murmurs like the plague. Let all act as they like. You are to act as I want. Jesus goes on to say, always fight with the deep conviction that I am with you. Do not be guided by feeling because it is not always under your control, but all merit lies in the will. Jesus then goes on to say, I will not delude you with prospects of peace and consolations. On the contrary, prepare for great battles. Know that you are on a great stage. We're all heaven and earth are watching you. Fight like a knight so that I can reward you. Do not be unduly fearful because you are not alone. Amen. So when I say that we're in battle, whether we want to or not, that's what Jesus says, right? If you are listening to this message, if you profess yourself, now I'm a Catholic, if you profess yourself a Catholic Christian, if you profess yourself a, a Protestant Christian, if you profess yourself a follower of Jesus in any capacity, you believe that Jesus is Lord. You believe that Jesus says who he says he is. If you believe that he only speaks the truth, right? You have to believe then, by definition, in spiritual warfare. In being in a battle. So how do we attain victory? Well, where Coach Wooden said the words, master the fundamentals, it's great advice. It's great advice. It's great advice in basketball. It's great advice in spiritual warfare. Remember, spiritual warfare is a way of playing out in the mind, body, and soul, right? The entirety. It's a spiritual warfare, supernatural. But it has its sense of playing out in the natural as well. But what I want to focus on is the fundamentals. The fundamentals of our faith. What are those fundamentals? What do we have to master? Well, What's one of the very first things if you, I, went, I was very blessed. I was able to go to Catholic, as a matter of fact, I went to 16 years of Catholic school, I guess it was, with the inclusion of St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. One of the first things I learned in Catholic school at St. Eugene's in Clifton Heights in Pennsylvania, Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, was the sign of the cross. And I imagine 
uh, if you went to Catholic school or a CCD program, one of the first things you learned, one of the fundamentals of our faith is the sign of the cross. What is the sign of the cross? Take your right hand, touch your forehead, and you say in the name of the Father. Your right hand drops to uh, your midsection, stomach, right? Right below your heart, basically. In the name of the Father and of the Son. That's where your, your hand is there. Then your right hand goes to your left shoulder. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you're saying Holy Spirit, your hand is going from your left shoulder to your right shoulder. That's the sign of the cross. I would imagine 99% of you listening are familiar with the sign of the cross. But for maybe that 1%, I wanted to make sure I did run through that. Never underestimate the sign of the cross. Never underestimate it. It's a fundamental cornerstone of our faith. We want to master this very powerful but quick prayer. Why? Because we want to see victory. And I'm going to get to that point in just a moment. What is the origin of the sign of the cross? The origin of the sign of the cross, as it comes to Scripture, is actually very simplistic. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, this is when Jesus first resurrects from the dead. Jesus And the Scripture reads as follows. Jesus came to them and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So that's really the origin of the sign of the cross. The sign of the cross from, from the the totality, the holistic viewpoint, encompasses the entire Bible, right? Uh, what we as Catholics should refer to as the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. We learn, we get to know God the Father, right? We get to know God the Father very, very well. Then, of course, the what we refer to as the New Testament. We get to know Jesus, God the Son. And after Jesus is killed, crucified, buried, and resurrection of the dead, what happens? He sends the Holy Spirit to guide us in truth and to guide His church, to give the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit is giving the apostles the power to perform miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. And in the final book of the Bible is the book of Revelation. Who is speaking? Who is appearing to St. John? It is, in fact, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So the entire Bible itself, if you look at the, the holistic view, you can see the sign of the cross is encompassed through the entire Bible. Now you could say, if you are, you, you wanted to ask a very simple question, because I always say, what does, what does Jesus say? What does Jesus say about the sign of the cross? Where does Jesus teach the sign of the cross in Scripture? Now, I could make the case, it was right there in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, 18 to 20. And I think if you were open-minded to true truth, to be objective, you would agree that that's a, that's a good point, and that's a, fair, that's a fair case, good case. 
If you needed any other reassurance, you know how I answer many questions. I, I look to what? What does Jesus say? If Jesus has not explicitly declared it, what does his church say? The church that is guided by the Holy Spirit. The church that Jesus founded. Because if we take Jesus at his word, we learn very quickly, if we take Jesus at his word, that in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 18 and 19, Scripture reads, Jesus says, And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock will my church be based, and the doors of hell will not overcome it. I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever is fixed by you on earth will be fixed in heaven, and whatever you make free on earth will be made free in heaven. Amen. Jesus is giving authority to St. Peter to guide the truth in all things, to guide the church in all truth. He's giving him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Authority, right? Whatever he binds on earth, is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. So the question then becomes, what does the church say about the sign of the cross? And the church, of course, proclaims the sign of the cross as a powerful tool in spiritual warfare and a powerful tool to begin and end prayer. And a necessity for the sacrament of baptism, which Jesus himself taught in Scripture as well. So the origin of the sign of the cross is in Scripture, both explicitly as Jesus' resurrection from the dead and both and through the direct teaching of the church that Jesus founded. Now I want to cite some examples during some private revelations, some personal apparitions, where we see the sign of the cross as a powerful tool. Our Lady of Fatima. The apparitions of Fatima were in 1917, May 13th, June 13th, July 13th, May 13th, June 13th, July 13th, August 13th, September 13th, and finally October 13th, 1917. These are the Fatima apparitions. I, I discussed these uh, in detail recently in a recent message. But it is important to understand that the church has given full, full authenticity to the Fatima messages. They are... Uh, obviously, the, our Blessed Mother is telling us and guiding us to go to Jesus, right? The prayer Mary teaches at Fatima is the following. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead us not into temptation. I'm sorry. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. That's the prayer. Thank you. point I'm trying to make very simply is this. At Fatima, we see the sign of the cross in a special way when? On October 13th at the miracle of the sun. This is when, I just talked about this a few weeks ago. This is when all the reporters were there to see the Blessed Mother. To see the Blessed Mother there at Fatima. What do they see? And this is 70,000 people, I think it was, in Fatima, Portugal. On that wet, rainy day, they see the sun bouncing to the sky. So much so that they all took, they all fell to their knees in fear and in awe. And the ground dried immediately. The day is known as the miracle of the sun. Many people came to believe. Their faith was uh, renewed on that day. And even those who didn't believe had to acknowledge what, what had happened with the sun. And what the children also saw 
was a vision of the Holy Family, and they watched Jesus bless the world with the sign of the cross. They watched, the children watched Jesus bless the world with the sign of the cross. Very important to remember that. In the Diet of Divine Mercy, which I just read from, there are multiple times in this diary where St. Faustina witnesses Jesus giving his blessing upon a congregation, upon the world, upon a neighborhood with using the sign of the cross. There is at least one time in this diary, I believe it is, I'd have to double check, at least one, where St. Faustina is witnessing demons. They're coming to her as dogs. On more than one occasion, she uses the holy name of God in prayer to scare these demons off. I believe there's another time where she uses the holy name of Jesus Christ to scare these demons off. And I believe there's at least one time, I'd have to double check this, where she uses the sign of the cross in means of spiritual battle, spiritual battle to dispel the enemy, to dispel the demons. Last week, now my wife is a, is a fourth grade school teacher at St. Mark's here and in Bristol. My wife was teaching uh, a lesson on St. Patrick last week. Um, she was, this was very interesting. And we had learned through, uh, some studying that now St. Patrick, I believe he lived during the third century. I believe it was on more than one occasion. He, people wanted to kill him. And he had one occasion. He was having dinner. I don't know if it was a king or a prince, some type of ruler. And this ruler attempted to poison St. Patrick putting poison in his wine. Now, I don't know if St. Patrick had known that the poison was there, but regardless, he blessed the wine using the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Using the sign of the cross over the wine. And what happened? The poison and the wine separated. The poison froze. The wine remained liquid, and he poured out the, the poison uh, block, if you will, out of his wine and drank the wine. So at that point, obviously, he knew something was, something was up. But the point is, I'm trying to make, he used the sign of the cross to perform this miracle. The f- and I'm going to go lastly here to the flame of love devotion. What's the flame of love devotion? Jesus and Mary are appearing, speaking to Elizabeth Kindleman in Hungary in the 1960s. These apparitions are fully approved by the church. Very powerful. Much to do about spiritual warfare. This was really the motivation for why I even did this message today. Right here, right now with what you're about to hear. And matter of fact, I'll just say this. Last night we were at our Divine Mercy prayer group and one of our uh, members asked me, why do we make the sign of the cross five times when we're saying the flame of love rosary? And I said, well, I, and I, I pointed, I said, well, it's because this is what Jesus taught. And this is what we need to hear this. If you've never heard this before, this is a wonderful supernatural tool to use in spiritual warfare to see victory. Sign of the cross. This was 1962, Jesus, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Kinman writes, to prepare me, Jesus said, 
Hear the words of Jesus. A grab, a gra- pardon me let, me, let me begin that again. Elizabeth Kinman writes, to prepare me, Jesus said, and here are the words of Jesus Christ. A great battle awaits you, but you will conquer in the sign of the cross. When you make the cross, think of the three divine persons. Make the sign of the cross five times while thinking of my five wounds. Always look at my eyes bathed in blood. A great battle awaits you. Remember, whether we want to or not, whether we want to admit it or not, we're in a fight. We are in a battle. You and me, you and I, we are in a battle. Jesus is telling us to be victorious. We will conquer in the sign of the cross. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, master the fundamentals. Think about Coach Wooden, this great Hall of Fame college basketball coach. I mean, I think he won like eight or nine titles. When asked, how do you see victory? He said, master the fundamentals. Jesus is saying, in effect, master the fundamentals. Make the sign of the cross. And I encourage you to make it out loud too, if you're not if you're in that opportunity. Jesus is promising victory. And the reason I wanted to focus on this is because, believe me when I say, I know when you're stressed out. When you're stressed out, when I'm sure when we're stressed. Sometimes the very last thing you do, feel like doing is the thing that will allow you to see victory. What's that prayer? When you're stressed out, you feel like you have no time, and you're just getting frustrated, running around, right? You're busy with work and life and this and that. That's precisely when we are vulnerable. That is precisely when we are vulnerable to the enemy. And it's precisely the time when we don't, remember what Jesus said, don't be guided by feeling. That's exactly when we feel like we don't want to pray. But what does Jesus say? Make the sign of the cross. Jesus says, a great battle awaits you, but you will conquer in the sign of the cross. Let us frequently make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us experience the supernatural significance of the sign of the cross. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting and share it. The Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.